Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of The Crude Report. This is a weekly podcast from Argus Media, in which we look at some of the big issues facing global crude markets today. My name is Michael Carolan, and I edit the Argus Crude Report here in London. And I'm very pleased today to welcome my colleague Felix Todd, who covers the Russian and Caspian crude markets here at Argus. Hi, Michael. Good to be here. Good to have you with us. So, Felix, you've been looking at developments in the market for Russian Urals crude and in particular European buyers of the crude. Now, Finland's Neste Oil, who I understand has historically been a, a big uh, Urals buyer, they've been vocal lately about moving towards renewable energy. Presumably, it's not the only one. Is this a concern for, for Urals sellers in the in the long term? In the long term, it would appear so, yeah, for sure. But um, there are also some concerns in the short term as well. So Finland's aiming to have renewables account for more than half its energy consumption by 2030. But more specifically, Neste is changing its Porvoo refinery, which has always been one of the biggest outlets for Euros crude in Finland and just one of the biggest in in Europe generally uh, to co-process crude and renewable feedstock. So if you compare Euros deliveries over the first quarter of this year, with last year's first quarter, you can already see the impact this is having. Um, Euro's shipments dropped by around 22% quarter on quarter to just under 190,000 barrels a day. Uh, since then, Neste's other refinery, Nantali, has closed down. Uh, Porview has actually been switched offline for second quarter maintenance. Um, Neste is expected to return to the market seeking Euro's cargoes for sort of early July arrival at Porview, but all the figures we have suggest its intake will, will decline from here on out. And, um, and like you say, Neste isn't the only one. Uh, another example is Total's Grand Puy refinery just outside Paris. Uh, Urals used to flow fairly regularly into La Havre, which is connected to Grand Puy via pipeline. But shipments ground to a halt this year because the facility is also being con- converted into a biorefinery. So around five cargoes were delivered to La Havre over January, March last year for an average of roughly 35,000 barrels a day. But just one has been sent this year back at the end of March. So, yeah, overall, it seems like quite a concerning trend for, for sellers looking to place cargoes in Northwest Europe, both in the short term and the long term. OK. And, and how about competition from other grades? Um, apart from contending with this move towards renewables, how are you all sellers faring when it comes to pressure from competing crudes in the region? Yeah, there, there's certainly pressure, um, particularly from the North Sea. Preen, the Swedish refiner, is a, is a good example. Like Neste, it was traditionally a staple Euros outlet in Northwest Europe. Um, its overall crude intake at its Liskill refinery at Befjorden has declined of late, uh, as it's also converting uh, the facility to co-process crude renewables. But even its somewhat truncated appetite for crude has been largely catered to by North Sea options rather than Urals over the past couple of years. Uh, again, just looking at the at the data, uh, Ural shipments to Befjorden were down 50 percent on the year in the first quarter and down by almost 90 percent against the first quarter of 2019. In the meantime, shipments of Norwegian Gulfax and Johans Verdrup, which has been a key Euros competitor ever since it began producing back in late 2019, they've risen by about 31 percent on the year. OK, interesting. So um, lots been made of the pressure of European crude to run from arbitrage cargoes of, of US crude arriving in Rotterdam. And they are, of course, very different in quality. But does WTI pose a threat to Urals, despite being a light sweet grade where Urals is medium sour? Not a direct threat, no. But um, when the Urals price is high, uh, refiners always have the option of blending a relatively cheap cargo of WTI with a heavy sour Midis Golf grade that is typically Arab heavy or Kirkuk. And by doing that, they can effectively make a synthetic Urals blend. Uh, so we frequently see WCI cargoes arriving in Lithuania or Denmark, key Euros markets, most likely for this reason. Um, so even if it doesn't com- directly compete with Euros, uh, WTI can still displace the Russian crude in its own markets. 
Okay, and, and how about further afield? OPEC Plus, we understand this year, is planning to unwind its production cuts, which will potentially flood Asia-Pacific with uh, Mideast Gulf supplies, and particularly if we see a return of Iranian barrels, of course. Is this a concern for Ural sellers targeting the, the long-haul market? It's definitely something to consider, but I doubt this will be anywhere near as much of a concern as what's going on in Europe. Uh, back when the cuts were first introduced, some Northeast Asian countries which typically use Mideast Gulf crude as their base low grades, bought some arbitrage yield supplies. But for Euros, the key to the Asia-Pacific market is and has always been China. Uh, the consensus seems to be that if Chinese demand returns to pre-pandemic levels, there's going to be enough for everybody. Um, delivered Rotterdam, Euros differentials have actually received a lot of support from a fairly sharp uptick in Chinese demand over the past few weeks. Uh, about three mail-loading bulk shipments were booked for delivery to China. Uh, the same number as loaded over the entirety of January to April. So these bulk shipments traveling outside the region is definitely having a positive impact on Euro prices. So I guess in that sense, it's really just a race between time, um, between the OPEC production cuts unwinding and, and Chinese demand getting back to baseline, which it appears to be doing already. Excellent. Well, um, thank you very much for that, Felix. That was most informative. Now, you can find further insights from Felix on a daily basis in the Russia Caspian section of Argus Crude, where you will also find our price assessments for Russian Urals Crude, as well as for Azarian Caspian grades. You can find more information on this service at www.argusmedia.com. So thanks very much again, Felix, and thank you for listening to the Argus Crude Report. We look forward to you joining us at the next episode of the Crude Report.